0: Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The
1: aggressive Delta variant spread. As the president said, community by community, neighborhood
0: by neighborhood, person by person. The assassination of Haitian President Moise was assassinated
2: in his own home. Very worrisome about the Taking as much care as ever to proceed to find victims in the road. Further violence and chaos.
0: Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views as Elsa makes her exit. Uh, Still a lot of rain in the area and coming down pretty hard in uh, eastern North Carolina. Uh, It is uh, dry on the inside of the studio for now. We'll see if uh, Henry Hinton's roof holds out or not. Uh, Congressman Ted Budd represents North Carolina's 13th congressional district. He, along with Mark Walker and Pat McQuarrie, have announced their candidacy for the Republican primary to replace Richard Burr in the U.S. Senate. Congressman Bud is in Greenville to meet with supporters and perhaps some potential supporters. Congressman, welcome back to News and Views. We had you on the telephone with us shortly after you got a pretty big endorsement.
1: That was a few days after Saturday in Greenville, yeah? uh, the 5th, so what, was it like the 7th or so? It was amazing, yeah. Thanks for having me back. Now, you had asked if I could come in and be here for the whole time, but we're easing our well, way into it. I am here in person, but we'll just be here for a little while. Well, you've got to. You've got. Hey, you know, we're we're, we're just do
0: the interviews. <laughs> we're, you you got to go, see, you gotta go shake here. some hands. So I understand <laughs> that. But uh, we are going to hold you to it to have you in for the whole hour and take telephone calls. So you were in Greenville a month ago. You got that endorsement from uh, Donald Trump, which. Uh, apparently, as you you told us on the telephone, you didn't know it was coming until just moments before it happened. And we asked you, you know, did you get a bump? And you said obvious. And it didn't surprise me. You did get a bump and uh, a lot of a lot of comments and I would imagine some uh, financial support. It's been a month now. So what has been the longer term effect? I mean, we don't know the long, long term effect, but
1: has it has it sustained itself? Oh, absolutely. It really clarifies things. Remember, two things happened. One, uh, you know, Laura Trump, who had helped me in 2018, we had worked together in 2020 to help others get reelected. Uh, so, uh, you know, she can't endorse anybody. She's got a, a Fox deal, but we're, we're, we're great friends. And she clarified that she's not running. There's right, a lot, right. lots of people. You know, she's got, she went to NC State. Uh, she uh, grew up around Wilmington, Wrightsville Beach.
0: Oh, she's been in the studio with us several times. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah.
1: Great. Um, and, you know, just a real real talent there. But people were wondering, and they were kind of holding off their, who they would support. And so her stepping down was was one piece of it. But, but within 90 seconds, two minutes, you know, then Donald Trump was endorsing me. And so that was uh, an ad as well. It was just massive. We, we wish we had a longer June because I would say there was one month in this quarter I wasn't even in the race. And then there was a month I was in the race. And then this final month of June, last month, um, you know, we measure things in quarters in, in right. politics, right? right? So we wish we had a longer last month. And, and it was uh, a great boost for us. And I'm tremendously thankful to the president for his endorsement. Well, let me
0: get a little nosy here. Um, Sherry Beasley came out and said that she raised one point two eight million in her first eight weeks in the race. Jeff Jackson raised one point two eight million in the first quarter, another seven hundred thousand in the second quarter. Erica Smith raised about one hundred and ten thousand. Pat McCory came out today and said he would be reporting one point two four million. Uh you and Mark Walker are have not reported yet, have not announced anything yet. Is it looking really good?
1: It's looking good. We wish we had a longer June. And I would say if you went and analyzed, uh, you know, when did these come in, uh, you'll see a definite acceleration. Remember, there's only uh, a month that I was in then an additional month. Right. So about eight weeks or so total that I was. uh, So you announced uh, early May? Uh, it was april 28th. okay, right yeah, late, the late monster april. truck video went live <laughs> on April 28th. not just one but two monster trucks.
0: Now you uh, and I'm not trying to be secretive here. you will announce well, well it'll become public on oh, it's, 5, it's by public July information 15th, we'll, right. we'll have
1: we'll have good numbers we're grateful for. And look uh, when you look at some candidates that are, have had statewide offices, career uh, in politics, that's not me. I got in this and you know I was sworn into office with Donald Trump a couple of days before him. Uh, In January 2017, so I'm relatively new at this, but we've got great momentum, and I'm very excited.
0: Now, tell us about Ted Budd because again, you've been up in DC uh, since 2017, and you know it's uh, most people don't know a lot about members of Congress, even within our state, if it's not their own congressman. So, give us the uh, give us the the Ted Budd uh, uh, over overview.
1: Yeah, so I met my wife, um, Amy Kate. She uh, is a coal miner's granddaughter. We met on a mission trip in Moscow in 1991, and that was the week before the Soviet Union fell. Um, it was uh, a great experience. I was a student at Appalachian State, and I traveled over there in August, 30 years ago this summer. Hmm. Uh, and then she graduated from her uh, from Marshall. I graduated from App State. We both went to Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, where I got a uh, master's in theology and educational leadership. Um, later on, went to a business school at Wake Forest University. Uh, if you want to go way back in history, I became a North Carolinian uh, because of my uncle, 1956, so long before I was born. When Wake Forest moved from the town of Wake Forest right. to Winston-Salem, uh, Dave Budd was recruited, my dad's oldest brother, was recruited by the new college in Winston Salem by Bones McKinney. Really? So he played basketball wow. there, and <laughs> later went on to play for the New York Knicks, and um, and then we became really famous one night that uh, he guarded Wilt Chamberlain the night that Wilt scored a hundred points. <laughs> 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 I don't know whether that's it's good not or bad, exactly what I, you would be I did for. not get those basketball <laughs> skills, which are still much better than mine. And uh, he's phenomenal. well, yeah, he made it to the NBA. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So. Uh, Uh, But anyway, my dad followed him down a couple years younger than Uncle Dave and uh, stayed in North Carolina. And uh, from then on, you know, a decade before I was ever born, we were North Carolinians.
0: You know, you brought up Dallas Theological Seminary and a a sharp, conservative, biblical seminary that I've got a lot of respect for. You know, one of my questions on my my, uh, sheet of paper, and a lot of times I get to them and a lot of times I don't, but... You know, you don't hear a lot of politicians talk about the spiritual ramifications of where we are as a country. You know, just last night, Tucker Carlson had an uh, interview with a gentleman, uh, a dur- journalist up in Canada, and I, n- I know we're not Canada, it's that's to the north, but what happens in Canada often comes south. The number of uh, pastors that have found themselves in jail in Canada, the number of churches that have been burned in Canada... Uh, speak to the the spiritual issue of what we see happening in our country because i, I you know it's not
1: just politics it's much deeper than that yeah at, at its core it really is you know as as uh, as people we're asking ourselves a series of questions and whether we are overt in our knowledge of even asking these questions one does god even exist All Right. is he engaged or disengaged if he's engaged is he good is he all powerful? So I would want to answer a lot of those. Yes, he exists. Yes. He's engaged. Yes. He's all powerful. And yes, he's very loving. And, um, I think we need to really intelligently answer those questions. Um, and, uh, think that, you know, he has a plan for creation. So we want to, we want to align ourselves with his goodness and his plan. And, uh, you know, our golden rule that many people throw around that a lot of people have even forgotten where it comes from. Do right. unto others as you would have them do unto you. And that's got roots in, um, our Savior, and our Creator. So I think we need to remember that. And um, as people have secularized over time, or as the Western culture has secularized, that's Europe, that's Canada, and eventually that's us if we allow it. It is us, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. in many parts, in many parts. And that's very sad. I think uh, that's when things begin to disintegrate. Mm. So the ultimate unifier is realizing that um, we have one Creator, and then He has a plan for us. Mm. Well said.
2: Well, you know, to segue into my question, um, I I think the only thing that I've ever agreed with Bernie Sanders on is something he said a couple of months before the election. He said what was once considered radical in the Democrat Party is now mainstream. Mm. I agree with that. I agree with that's the new Democrat Party now. It's pretty pretty radical when it comes to religious issues and and life issues and that type of thing as a republican fast forward past the, the primary you're the you're the um you're the republican candidate for senate what can well, Repu- i like where you're going with this okay <laughs> what what can the republicans reach out across the aisle if anything with the new democrat party that is so radical Are there things that Republicans can agree on with the Democrat Party now? Well, that chasm gets bigger and
1: bigger as uh, elections go by every two years, and so it's very concerning. So I serve on the Financial Services Committee, and my chairwoman is Maxine Waters. All right, so that gives you an idea of what I'm up against. Lord have mercy. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> do you. Do you get do you get
2: uh, do you get uh, battlefield pay for that or something? I, I do, I do. I get combat
1: pay, but I, I would say, look, there's very little that um, a conservative Republican, um, you know, can overlap with her on. Mm-hmm. But there was a financial technology bill at the beginning. So so when. The Democrats took over the House in the 2018 election sworn in 2019, in early 2019, because of the very narrow window on that financial technology, which is good for our state, which has uh, a huge uh, banking and technology base. She actually came and spoke on that bill and supported it. Now, 99.9% of things we're not going to agree on, but Mm -hmm. she spoke on that bill. All right. And she's going to fight me, and I'm going to fight her. Now there's a sense of uh, decorum in the house that I'm going to maintain. Some others lose their cool. I'm not going to lose my cool, but I'm going to do everything I can to support conservative values. But when there's a little bit of thing like that, it might be financial technology, blockchain, distributed ledger, mm-hmm. um, uh, cryptocurrency type things. You know that we, Those are a small window of things we can agree on. But I tell you what, it gets the chasm gets bigger and bigger. You know, you look at our national motto, "E pluribus unum," or Mm -hmm. out of many, one. And what the the critical theories, particularly like a critical race theory, it tries to flip that on its head and said, "Hey, let's take one and let's divide and conquer and let's make many." And that's what we're what's happening right now. Let's do it. We've just got a couple of
0: minutes before the congressman needs to go to an event. Let me just real quickly, a lightning round. Let me throw you some some headlines and get your reaction. Joe Biden today came out, and he's
1: going to withdraw all the troops from Afghanistan. Thoughts? I'm very concerned about uh, Taliban. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm very concerned about overseas prolonged wars. It's now been over 20 years uh, or that we've been there. So that's very, very concerning, or w- will be 20 years coming right. up. Uh, And I want to, with tremendous gratitude, those who are uh, have served in the Middle East, Iraq, Iran, I want to just extend my gratitude to those veterans. Um, And they have served, whether they fully agreed or not, uh, with their commander-in-chief now on the fourth one since that began. Um, I'm very concerned about ceding ground to the Taliban and what they would do with that. Well, they're already taking over ground. Yeah, that's what we're we're seeing in in recent days and weeks. Uh, We need to have um, some quick strike capabilities to continue. um, But at the same time, we don't need this prolonged massive presence uh, where it's not helpful. Nobody wants forever wars. The vaccines, and uh, Javier Becerra came
0: out today and said, yes, we're going to go door to door. They're saying, no, we're not taking names and numbers and who's vaccinated and who's not. We're just trying to encourage people. The authoritarianism with which we have seen this vaccine, and we don't have a vaccine passport nationally, but... Uh, it's it's concerning. This authoritarianism as it's relating to the vaccines and, and the whole COVID lockdowns
1: and they're talking about in some areas locking down again. Very, very concerning when you know you start hearing the news floating things like Delta variant, uh, variant and different things. So yeah. the question behind the question, Tom, I believe would be, is this an institution, government as a whole, that we can trust? And when you get untrustworthy people, when you get emails that uh, from Fauci that are very concerning that breaks the trust between um, the people who give the government power. I mean, it, power of the government comes from the consent of the governed, All right. And we're starting to see government operate unto its own against the people, and so that's really the question behind the question. Now, if, if, if people can be have different opinions on on vaccinations, I mean, that's fine. I think people right. should make their own choice, right? Exactly. And if the people want to encourage that. Uh, because look, they've done public service ads. That'll get us so far. They've had doctors uh, that have encouraged it. That's fine. Um, and, but look, uh, and if they want to go door to door, we do it as we do it in politics. I think that's fine. But when you start going towards a national passport, we we got to draw the line. Said no, absolutely not. We got to we have to let people make their own choices here.
0: Are you encouraged? Or, and I have got to get the congressman out of here. The last question, I promise. Are you encouraged by some of the things that you have seen? You mentioned CRT, and we're seeing parents all over this nation rise up and begin to take control of their school
1: boards and these meetings. Does that encourage you? Absolutely. I have, and I'm talking with other members of Congress as well from different parts of the nation. And you get a real pulse for what's going on. And they are telling me, look, Ted, I am seeing more engagement at the school board level than I've ever seen before. Right. And, and these are like former mayors that are, that are telling me this. And I am so encouraged. We, I am very concerned about our country and the direction of our country. And people are, that I talk with are very concerned as well. But the things that they're telling me um, are that they are seeing things that they didn't even know existed before. I didn't even know what critical race, I know what critical theory was, but when you subdivide it into critical race theory, that's relatively new to me in the last two years. But what Donald Trump did is tear the Band-Aid off and mm. let us see what was really festering. Mm. And so there's good and bad. Uh, the bad is that it exists, and we can really see what the left has been doing very aggressively for decades. And he surfaced the fight so that we can get it out, put, give it oxygen not, and deal with it and give it sunlight and, and resolve these problems. So, yeah, it's bad, but we can also see it, and we can have the fight where we need to now. And I think that truth wins and conservatives ultimately win. Ted Budd, perhaps our next U.S.
0: senator from North Carolina. Uh, Find out more at tedbudd.com. That's T-E-D-B-U-D-D.com. And, uh, Ted, thanks for stopping in. I'm going to hold you to it. You've got to come for the entire hour, and we'll take telephone calls
1: from our listeners. And I'll do traffic and weather. There you go. Hey, I love it. (laughs) Stay with us. Benny and I'll be right back.